After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. It's a podcast where we talk about commercials. It's the podcast where we talk about commercials. Show me another one. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Come walk across my volcanoes, explore my mysterious caverns, <laughs> come play in my tropical wonderland. That's right. We invite you to come play in our tropical wonderlands this week as Genevieve and I, Genevieve has your host and mine. Hey, Veeves. Hi. We are, as you're hearing this, hopefully, under the tropical sun of Hawaii. Tropical? Yeah, You're I think squinting so. your eyes a little bit at that. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Um, and so we're recording this a little bit early. What we're going to do while we're on vacation is uh, go through a bunch of your emails, emails, uh, posts on Facebook and hear what you guys are talking about. We're calling it, I'm calling it, an ad council ad extravaganza. That seems so brilliant. I find it hard to believe we haven't already used we that. We have. We have? Yep. All right. Can we use it again? Sure. Now, I was going to call these this week and next week Ad Stravaganza Part 1 and Part 2, but does that actually make these Part 2 and Part 3? Uh, maybe. Is I there don't... a saber cut version where you watch the prequels second? What's a know... saber cut? It's this whole... Uh... <laughs> Why did I bring that up? Now i got to explain it. It's a system of watching Star Wars that hardcore Star Wars fans say is the best way to watch the movies and it's not necessarily in the order they were released nor is it the order in which the events occur the events occur do you want me to look it up i feel like i have to now i guess so um it sounds weird there's is it, an is a saber cut in some way like re- related to like a saber sabering of like a champagne bottle because that's like a thing where like you people like slice it. somebody like you could gain can learn how to slice open a champagne bottle with a saber. I know about that, what you're talking about. I've never seen it done. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if this is not called the saber cut, because I'm not finding... It was some blogger, and I don't know if the blogger's name was Saber, why he called it the saber cut, Um, but, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, we've we've rapidly lost the plot here. We didn't even we didn't even get started on the plot. I know. I'm so sorry. We just threw out the script. I know. Well, now I'm re- machete order, not saber cut. Uh, machete order. So, so how am I doing? So how's, far, how's everybody doing out there? So far, we're batting hey, a thousand. What? <laughs> you were concerned we wouldn't have enough hashtag content <laughs> for today. I think we do, and we're going to start by not talking about commercials, but explaining what the uh, machete order is. This uh, started making the rounds back in 2015, um, and it was started by a fan named Rod Hilton. He was a blogger and programmer in Colorado. And uh, let's see here. So he reinvents the Star Wars canon. But you know what? I think everybody can look this up themselves. We'll the, the, the order the is, he says, you, li- you watch episode four, five, two, three, and six in that Are there order. any episodes that you're never supposed to watch? Yes. I believe he skips. I didn't hear one. One is yes, terrible. Yes, he skips Jar Jar. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, he says, uh, you can... St- okay, Eagle Eye Reader... And the part where Natalie Portman's adult character meets a child character that she ends up boning <laughs> later. Yeah, I, I think we'd all love to forget about that. <laughs> that she takes to Bonton Abbey, as you like to say. Um, Eagle Eyed <laughs> Readers, I'm reading from CNN here. Eagle Eyed Readers will notice a glaring omission in the Machete Order, namely episode one. While many Star Wars fans will breathe a sigh of relief, uh, in his post, Hilton states simply that the first movie is irrelevant. Quote, the opening crawl of episode two establishes everything you need to know about the prequels. A bunch of systems want to leave the Republic. They are led by Count Dooku. Really? They couldn't... I mean, Lucas. Come on, Georgie. Uh, Senator um, Amidala is a senator who's going to vote on whether the Republic is going to create an army, etc. Um, several advantages of starting with episode two, including the removal of the confusing and un- unnecessary subplots. Uh, and, of course, Jar Jar Binks. So, anyway, uh, you can do more reading on that. We are not a Star Wars podcast. Although... We probably have more listeners if we were. Someone should start a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I think that hey, people. Hey, there's an idea. I think that people would be interested in that, um, and I think we're the perfect people yeah, to do because, it. Yeah, because I've seen some of the movies. Right. We know some things about some of the movies. It is like the Machete Order. I actually would. Like oh to no, be... I think you mean the Saber Cut Order. I would like to see. I would like to look up how he's updated that because that was in preparation, I believe, for. You know, the new movies that have come out in the past two, three years. Um, but, like, how does Rogue One fit into that? I yeah, wonder. I don't know. Because that know. technically is co... It coexists with episode four, right? right? So you got you to get two televisions, I think. Oh, my God. How do you feel about just forging ahead and digging into some of these emails we've gotten from the Ad Council and starting this damn show? I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I thought this podcast smelled bad. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. Oh god, here we go. Alright, so here it is. Jumping right in, jumping right in without any ado whatsoever. Let's talk about the emails of emails and uh and uh, Facebook posts that you guys have sent us. I wanna start with this one. Now, uh, I realize that we are posting this show on the 26th of December. That is the day after um, Christmas for those who are uh, counting along at home. Uh, So I did, though, in our last episode, which was before Christmas, ask people to kind of weigh in on what holiday commercials are ringing their bells or what have you. Um, We talked about a Christmas ad last week for Mercedes-Benz. And this is the one I had never seen it on TV. It was very inexplicable to me. It has a little boy who wakes up every morning. He gets older and older. We see him progress through his adolescence into adulthood. And he keeps waking up and running to his window to see if there's a new car waiting for him, which is weird because he's not even old enough to... Yeah. yeah. And if so, why would he want like an adult luxury car? (laughs) Right. Like, the car that a 10-year-old wants is not a Mercedes-Benz. No. Um, anyway, um, Tyler posted this on Facebook. He says, the Mercedes ad isn't any more or less annoying than any other holiday car ad, complete with the dumb giant bow. Because, by the way, at the end of that other commercial, by the way, if you're new to this podcast, I feel like I need to explain everything to you. Uh, first of all, we are a Star Wars podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, at the end of the commercial, the man, you know, he's an adult man. He goes outside and he does see that his, his I guess, family or wife got him a Mercedes. And Tyler says, um, 
The thing that irritates me the most about this and all the other Mercedes ads is the tagline. Do you remember the tagline, Vives? I don't. The best or nothing. Uh-huh. And if I recall, it's Don Draper who says that. Right. A.K.A. John Hamm. To Tyler, that sounds especially smug in the tone. Unless you're rich enough to buy a Mercedes, why even bother owning a car at all, you urchin? Yeah, I think Mercedes does that. I think um, and Cadillac really leans into that uh, kind of, uh, I guess, ethos or, or attitude. Um, I mean, it's just, I think that's kind of a hazard of the luxury car That's the thing. It's a category. luxury car. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm, not, I'm not saying that Tyler's wrong, but, and I don't necessarily love it either, but like, that's the thing with the McConaughey ads, right? Like, they're ridiculous in their own way, but to complain that they're clearly going for some sort of a, I don't know, one percenter kind of vibe, like, it's like, that's yeah. what they're selling. That's, right? who's, that's who they're talking to. Do you want to hear Don Draper say it, though? Sure. Let's just, so this is the end of the Mercedes-Benz 2017 winter event commercial. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. I don't know if that sounds specifically smug to me. but Yeah, no more than, no more than usual. I agree that it's a smug um, worldview or attitude, but again, like, that's exactly who they're selling to is the kind of person who would um, turn their nose up at what they perceive to be a, a, you know, a lesser, a lesser automobile. It's how you ended up with me both as a life partner and a, um, a podcast partner. You and, said, a, and a co-owner of a Volkswagen. You, said, you don't hear that kind of nonsense coming out of Volkswagen. Oh, I thought, no, I was going to say that you just, when you were choosing me, mm-hmm. you said, I want the best or nothing. I did. And there I was. All right, I want to read this email. Um, Speaking of Christmas commercials, this is from listener Chris, posted again to Facebook. Um, I think Chris is a woman, although I didn't double check. She writes, first Christmas commercial, Tears of the Season, brought on by this ad. Now, this is a Macy's TV commercial. I have seen this before. Um, I think I'm going to have to explain a little bit in the front, and then I'll explain it as it goes along. It is a little girl shopping for a Christmas gift for her mom. She's in Macy's and she buys a bottle of cologne and you're going to hear the guy selling it to her says something like, hey, little girl, don't you know that's for boys or something? Um, and his name is he he's he was hired to enforce all the gender norms for right. Macy's. <laughs> he's, his name is Captain Gender Norm. And uh, he says, hey, that's for boys or whatever. That's that's you know, that's for men. Right. And whatever she leaves with it. And then we see her uh, giving her mom that cologne uh, as a gift on Christmas Day. So let's start there. It's for my mom. You know, it's for men. I know. Here, mom. I hope you like it. So here we are. It's Christmas Day. She's handing the package to her mom who opens it and loves it. Now, let's cut to that evening, Christmas evening. We see the mom alone in bed with a laptop uh, open, and she's clearly, like, FaceTiming or Skyping with who we now assume is her husband, this little girl's father. And he is, I think he's on a... He's on a ship somewhere. He's, he's somewhere like in the deployed. Mi- he's yeah. in the military, and they're talking uh, via internet. So much. I love you, baby. I love you, honey. Merry Christmas. Maybe he's just like a seaman. He might not be in the military because he's yeah, not wearing true. any. He's just wearing like fisherman's garb. Yeah, that's true. So, um, and then as he closes his computer, 
on the ship, we see that suddenly it's revealed that, oh, this is the cologne he wears. We see a bottle of his cologne uh, behind his computer. And then we cut back to the mom. She closes her computer. She takes the cologne that she got for Christmas and she spritzes it on the empty pillow next to her so she can fall asleep smelling the love of her man. It says the perfect gift brings people together. It's for Macy's. Um, the little girl is a good actress. The little girl's a good actress. She's only in it for a moment. I don't like this commercial, though. I don't know. I, it's probably just me. I'm just like a grumpy Gus. Yeah, why are you so know. grumpy about this, Gus? I don't know. It just I find it a little cloying. It does not bother like, me. I don't know. It seems overly sentimental. It's and- very sentimental. It's meant to be. It's you can feel the. You know, sometimes we complain about commercials where they you can really feel them dialing up certain mm-hmm. things or see the wheels turning. And I guess that's a little bit of what of maybe what you're reacting to here. For me, it didn't make me choke up. Sometimes commercials do. That one didn't. But it doesn't um, offend me in any way. I think that woman might get like some sort of skin irritation. So she should be careful. Really? But I as mean, her doctor, I'm saying this. Okay. First of all, uh, I didn't realize you're still practicing. Secondly, um, but cologne is meant to be in the skin. I don't know. Somehow, like, rub. I don't know. There's something like rubbing your face in it all night. It seems like. Well, she didn't put on her own pillow. She put on the pillow. Oh, you think she's going to now make out with the pillow? No, but I mean. Is that no, what this is implying? That I totally is not what that. this is implying. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm glad it's not a 60 second commercial. That would like, be so dirty. It just seems like potentially it could create irritation. But, but you know what? That's your. She's the, she's the boss of her own skin we have- no, i don't know i mean i think it's a cute idea and i think like um it it tells a good story about macy's um i want to move on here um want to re- <laughs> i'm gonna make weird sounds with my mouth i'm gonna skip ahead to michael's uh post on facebook i should just mention most of mine came from facebook you're gonna do next week's show that's more of from the email uh yeah. from the emails um but also, last week, we were talking about the Untuck It commercials. Untuck It. The one, that, the one that really set you off. The oh, guy, man. the cat's in the cradle. Uh, you want to the... see me get a gumpy gruss on? Gumpy <laughs> gruss. I am so damn out of it. A grumpy gus on. Listen to last week's show. Yeah. Um, so Untuck It has... So Untuck It is a line of shirts that are slightly shorter. So they're button-down shirts, but you don't have to tuck them in. I'm As a man who never tucks in his shirt his whole adult life because I'm built like me, um, I understand why Untuck It came along and said, hey, we should just make shirts that are a little bit more tailored, but you don't have to tuck them in for fatties like Gruss over there. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, I use Untuckets, but their commercials are so self-serious as we talked about last week. They should the, really take a, they should take a hard look at their marketing and, and have some fun with it. You know, I and mean, you could, you could easily tell some fun stories about a man, you know, who wants to wear an untucked shirt instead of telling these stories that are so heavy with emotion like, i'm willing it, to be it, like they, they want to tell the story silly. of gruss like i would happily let them tell my story yeah I and mean, tell a story about a man who has a little bit of a gut because <laughs> he drinks or a lot a too much beer <laughs> gruss is grut <laughs> a holiday story um so michael posted this he says i'm with you on the latest untuck it commercial every commercial from them seems awful. I thought it was pretty hilarious when they came out with a seemingly self-aware follow-up to their original pompous commercial that made out like they thought they were curing cancer. Yeah, that was kind of our big complaint. The very first one was just like the founder of Untuck It walking down the street and just 
just talking about how like he had a vision for a future that will change the world. The one we played last week is like (laughs) some very young, good looking loft living city guy goes home to the suburbs to visit his parents. By the way, there's a huge hole in that in his whole world, his whole like I'm nothing like my dad. Oh, well, it's interesting then if you and your dad are so estranged that you keep a a picture of the two of you in a prominent frame in your apartment so that people can ask you about it and then you can get all bent out of shape <laughs> about it. You can get all, you can brood. you really enjoy, you know, getting this emotional dirty laundry out once in a while. You put a picture right in the middle of your, of your what's, loft and then oh, people say, this? Oh, nothing. I didn't I don't, mean for you to see that. He's dead to me. I don't <laughs> talk about that. Anyway, in that commercial, he then goes home and visits his dad and he tucks his shirt in to try to, bridge that generational gap but then his dad untucks his yeah it's as you said the gift of the untuck it magi it is the most <laughs> gaggy unless again unless it's supposed to be am i just totally missing it is it just like supposed to be making fun of itself i don't think so because here's this one from michael he says that um they came out with this seemingly self-aware follow-up to their original pompous commercial that made it seem like they were uh curing cancer and they managed to out pompous themselves this is confusing to me my guess is by the way that this is an internet only ad the production levels are pretty low um just as far as lighting is concerned i've actually never seen one of these on TV. I might have seen them on like a Hulu or something. I think I've seen, yeah, I think I've seen the one where he's walking down the street just kind of thinking about what a hero he is. Right. Okay. Um, but anyway, in this one, I don't know if it's the same guy or another guy, but he's clearly he works for Untuck It. He's sitting behind his computer um, and he's just like doing some Untuck It work back there. I think managing a ledger. Aside, brief aside here, I think Untuck It might win the award for company we've most savaged on this show and also spent the most money on yeah that's true like we don't own a chevy yeah we don't um who else do we really make fun of um no that's it we're nice to everybody else (laughs) anyway so this ceo oh yeah it says untuck it ceo whatever his name is so he's behind the desk managing the ledger his name is tucker (laughs) his name is tucker untuck it his name is untucker untucker And then he just talks directly to the camera as if he heard our show making fun of their self-seriousness takingness. Tucker, if you did, get at us. <laughs> Look, I know what you're thinking. This perfectly designed untucked shirt is just a slightly shorter shirt. It's a very small innovation. You're right. Just like a keychain is just a ring to hold your keys. Like pockets. They're just bags for your pants. Like a twist tie. It's just a more flexible paperclip. First of all, that's not true. Secondly, he's, um, for some reason now, sitting next to a uh, big pile of lo- pre-sliced loaves of bread. I that think he t- That he took that t- twist tie took off. took the twist tie off, and obviously this is a nod towards the best things in sliced right. bread. He's going to now take one of those pieces of bread out of the bag and eat it. It's very weird. How very unstale. Sometimes it's the smallest innovations that make the biggest changes and make you look really, really good. So yeah, yeah, you asshole. Stop making fun of my commercials. Forgot my floss. Never, Tucker. Yarn for my teeth. It doesn't. And then at the end, he said, oh, forgot my floss. Yarn for my teeth. Which is. that? Do you know what floss is? Yeah. Do you know what paper clips are? Do you know what floss is? Yeah. 
so I guess he's trying to take he's trying to lighten things up a little bit there, but, but I don't But I don't it comes like across it. as pretty butthurt. Yeah, it does. And and non not effective. Hey, either. I'm joking with you guys. I'm yeah. laughing with you. Uh, Can't my, you hear me laughing hey, with you? Hey guys. Hey guys. I'm laughing with you. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Untucker. Um by the way, they said his name there in the commercial. Like Chris it did, we don't use it. We don't use it. Oh. We don't use it. Just beep that out. We call him Untucker now. <laughs> I think we all know the CEO of Untucket. His name is Untucker. Untucker. <laughs> um, all right. This next thing I want to read to you is... <laughs> this next thing I want to read to you is not actually a commercial, but is part of an ongoing campaign. So we it's have, a Star Wars? We have... <laughs> we have. So this is the saber cut of KFC spokespeople. No, um, let's see. This was submitted to the Facebook page by somebody who goes by DDH, and they point out that... Um, this is a change of pace from the amorphous Colonel Sanders campaign where they just keep on swapping out different funny actors to play Colonel Sanders. But it is another example of how their marketing seems to be following some interesting trends. And Vives, I think you'll get a kick out of this one. We have talked. I don't. I honestly don't know if we've talked about it on this show, but we have talked about. First of all, you had the trend of internet videos where you just see like an overhead shot of a plate, and somebody prepares food sure. on the plate, and they're they're kind of like recipe. I, I like Bon Appetit's Facebook, so that I could see more of those. Those things are really really cool. And then I think I told you about the tiny mini ones. Yeah, I don't know if it's a bunch of different. They people make or a one tiny person. cake. Like yeah. they basically take dollhouse furniture. I mean, tiny. Mm-hmm. Like a a, a a kitchen sink would be about the size of. I don't know, two postage stamps or something like that. Yeah, no, that. it's extremely small. And and you see big human hands using these tiny, tiny dollhouse pieces of furniture, utensils, whisks, and then they will take tiny pieces of food, like uh, just a little bit of an egg, and they'll pour it in, and we've watched them make cakes before. It's kind of an internet trend. I actually think it's really cool. Well, KFC took that technique and created a tiny little on-the-street KFC store um, for one day in Portland. And I want to say this was about mid-December. Yeah, December 16th. It says here, written up in um, AJC.com. Is that Atlanta, Atlanta Journal, Journal Constitution? Constitution? Huh. I don't I know. I'm not reading they... it in yeah, Portland's paper. But anyway, the smallest KFC in the world is serving $5 Phillips is opened Saturday. Customers lined up for free samples of tiny fried chicken, biscuit, mashed potatoes with small dollop of gravy, a fingernail-sized cookie, and what could only be a sip of a soft drink and this is this audio is not going to be very helpful uh, but i wanted you to see a little bit of the video and we'll post it to our facebook page so they're putting like the teeny tiny piece of chicken and all the herbs and spices and flour in a teeny tiny little basin they're rolling it around um now they're putting it on like a tiny plastic uh sort of deep fry deep basket fry basket yeah and, and then they actually have a little deep fryer here that I've seen these in the past. Moly. They keep them. They usually get them hot by using a tiny little uh, candle. I don't know if they're doing that here. They're making a tiny little piece of uh, ma- a little bowl of mashed potatoes. You can tiny see roll. it looks like the guy is trembling, but it's only because this stuff is so tiny, tiny and the camera uh, has to zoom in. Oh they my gosh! Dr Pepper filling station. If, if we had lived in Portland, if we lived in Portland, I think we might have needed to go get one of these. And then look. 
And then they back out. The camera backs out from the kitchen, and we see they've set up like a KFC in a tiny little parking lot. The KFC is about knee. The entire building is about knee high. Yeah, it's incredible. Isn't that pretty neato? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that translated well, but thanks to DDH for uh, pointing us in that direction. Oh, um, we are getting near the end here for the, for this particular show. I wanted. Yeah, these are to, probably um, going to be a little uh, little shorties. Yeah, yeah, because these little shorties are going to be on vacation. That's you and me. <laughs> um, so we like to play jingles, of course. We say when you call our voicemail line at 607-444-5597, we want you to sing us a jingle that you know uh, off the top of your head. Maybe something from your youth. Or something maybe you know, something you like now. We love hearing people's... Um, anything you want to... Any jingle you want to call and sing is, is absolutely great. We, we definitely get a lot of things that people that have really just kind of become part of their brain because they heard it when they were 12 and it's never gone away from them. But if there's something that you're hearing these days that's kind of um, just that you find yourself stuck in your, you find it stuck in your head. um, We'd love to hear those too. Here is a jingle challenge. Genevieve, we have our first jingle challenge. It's a throwdown, if you will. Uh And this comes from Catherine who says, I'll be in awe of anyone who can sing this jingle and it is a jingle that i know well from my youth these commercials were all over the place it was for a game targeted pretty specifically at boys although you didn't see a lot of girls in the commercial i recall and it's for a game called crossfire it's sometime in the future the ultimate dracula organ at at the top crossfire Okay, here's what I'm proposing. <laughs> I love it. I want multiple listeners <laughs> to call in and sing that. And then we're gonna have a crossfire jingle off. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I like it. So like, I w- let's get those phones ringing, folks. Absolutely. Do you want to hear it again yeah. for practice? You can hear it again for practice. I'm in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Crossfire. And extra points if you get your friends to come and do like an acapella. So I remember this ad. So this is one of those games that is, it's like kind of the shape of a board I game. I had this but game. It was super fun. What? But you're a girl. Well, I had a brother. <laughs> okay. I was so it was, say. We, they were, so the store was allowed to sell it <laughs> to my family. <laughs> Did the guy at Macy's say, don't you know this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this game is for boys? Um, it is a bonkers commercial for those who are too young or just didn't watch TV then. It is. So... It's the type of game that is almost like a hungry, hungry hippos sure. kind of game, right? Like there's a shared area that is technically a board, but then it's got hardware on the sides of it. Right. And instead of having a plastic hippo, it's like these guns that shoot little metal BBs. Kind of like ball bearings. But ball bearings, but yeah. down on the... They don't shoot in the air. They, they they roll. You fire them and they roll against the, uh, against the ground or the board. And there are these two spinning discs. 
that have a, they also have a little ball bearing in the middle of them, but they but they have like a little casing around them, and they roll around and they move when they're hit by one of the ball bearings that you're firing, and you're trying to fire it into your opponent's goal. Kind of like air hockey. Yeah, kind of air hockey of. with with like little firing guns. But yeah. in this commercial, it's like this kind of almost it's almost got a Mad Max yes. beyond the Thunderdome feel. There are these two kids in leather jackets, and right. all these other kids and are the like crossfire. And- the board has been made giant so that it's surrounded by. It appears to be surrounded by like a screaming throng of fans. So yeah, it's like an arena. But it also does start with like a weird like that. You heard that organ that was like the <laughs> and then it has like lightning bolts. It's got it's, it's sort of thematically the confused. It is. I love it though. All right. So anyway, there. I remember that ad. Oh, it was I a powerful it ad for, to a kid. It was. Oh god, it, I wanted that so bad. It, it inspired a lot of toy lust for sure. I actually have a sort of. A, a different type of jingle challenge here. This is from Megan, who sort of remembers a jingle from her youth, but not quite. She's got some clues for you. Let's see if we can help Megan out. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. My name is Megan. I'm calling from Renton, Washington. And this is really bugging me. There's a commercial that I can't remember, except I remember part of the song. And I remember it from the late 80s or early 90s. I was growing up in northeast Wisconsin, and I seem to remember that it was for a restaurant called Taco John's, but I might be totally wrong about that. That's kind of a Midwest staple I learned in visiting Minnesota. But you didn't have it in Ohio? No. The jingle is just floating around in my head. I know every time my mom and I heard it on the radio or saw it on TV, we would just look at each other like, is this for real? And we didn't know if it was supposed to be a joke or serious. So I'll sing it for you, and I would love it if any listeners know what I'm talking about. I guess I'll just have to say bop, bop, bop for the words I don't know. That's what I'll do. Chicken, 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 chicken. Bop, bop, bop is famous for its chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. Bop, bop. I think maybe the last word was tacos <laughs> or maybe it was pizza so maybe somebody knows thanks love the show Hi. <laughs> i think it was tacos <laughs> or maybe pizza <laughs> <laughs> all right guys if anybody especially yeah, those of you in the midwest out. can help megan out please do all right veeves what do you say we wrap up this show we go watch a saber cut of all of the Star sure. Treks, yep. Next Generation Not and called, Voyager. Right. And, and Deep Space Nine. Uh, and, well, do we have time for that, though? <laughs> we actually, are on vacation in Hawaii right now. I'm in right the middle now. of watching Deep Space Nine, and it is a deeply bad series. Wait, oh, you're actually watching the whole series? I have That's to, because the oh. podcast I listen to is goes is doing it episode by episode, but it is a painful one. The podcast you listen to with our friend Ben, who was with just our, on the show a couple good of weeks ben, ago. Exactly. Ben, check it out. So it's still called The Greatest Generation, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so check that out. And uh, us, I think it's time for us to get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Let me give out that voicemail number again. 607-444-55. I think it's either 97 or chicken. Or it's tacos. <laughs> or pizza. Or pizza. 607-444-5597. You can find us on Facebook. It's a group. If you don't already belong, please, please. 
join us. I think you need to send an invitation. We will accept that invitation. Just look for After These Messages Show uh, on Facebook. And then, uh, Genevieve, you have the Gmail over there. It's After These Messages Show at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you there. We'd love to hear from you everywhere. What do you think we're doing right now as this airs, for lack of a better word? Oh, um, I hopefully we're... Uh, hopefully we're on the beach because we don't ha- we don't go to Road to Hana until Wednesday. Okay, all right, there we are from the beaches, the beautiful beaches of Kihei. Of Kihei, thank you. We wish you aloha, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you guys next week. Dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of man's that's from Pakistan. Karachi Posse Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagons couldn't stop me. I burn headband, my eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodie, zoobies in my poopy. Aloha means hello and goodbye. Goodbye.